This song says, we lift up our hands in the sanctuary as we praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. We lift our hands in the sanctuary. We lift our hands to give you the glory. We lift our hands to give you the praise. And we will praise you for the rest of our day. Yes. We will praise you for the rest of say we lift our hands, we lift our hands in the sanctuary. We lift our hands to give you the We lift our hands to give you the praise. And we will praise you for the rest of yes, yes, and we will praise you for the say we clap our hands, we clap our hands in the sanctuary. Yes, and we will praise you, Father. If you have your hands, clap your hands. We clap our hands in the sanctuary. We clap our hands to give you the glory. We clap our hands to give you the praise. And we will praise you, Father. Oh, yes, yes, and we will praise you for the rest. So we sing a song, we sing a song in the sanctuary. We sing a song. Hey, to give you, we sing a song to give you the praise, and we will praise you for the rest of our day. Yes, we sing a we sing a song in the sanctuary. It's a simple song. Come on, hey, to give you the glory. We sing a we sing our songs to give you the praise, and we will praise you for. So Jesus, Jesus, we give you the Emmanuel. Hey, we lift up your name, Heavenly Father, throbbing desire. Hey, and we will praise you for the rest of fire. Yes, we will praise you for the rest of Oh, shout Father, 
praise you for the rest of yes, yes, we will praise you for the say shout Jesus, Jesus, hey. And we will praise you, Father. Oh, yes, yes. And we will praise you for the rest of our days. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not time for us to hear the word of God that I'm prepared for us this morning. Hallelujah. Church, in the standing ovation, let's welcome our own. Continue to give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would encourage each one of you to be wearing your nose masks. The deadly COVID is indeed deadly. And it's causing a lot of harm. Don't let us take things for granted. Would you please take your seat? So I would encourage each one of you, if you don't have a nose mask and the church has it, uh, can you make it available? You don't have... Okay. Uh, anytime you are coming, try to get a nose mask. Mm -hmm. uh, just a few days ago, a lady was in church she was in church on Sunday for a Thanksgiving service. The video has gone viral. I don't know whether you've seen it. Uh, she was a student of Archimoda uh, years ago. And so she went for Thanksgiving on Sunday. She died last Friday. And it was through COVID. So we have to be serious and, uh, and take precautionary measures. The COVID is real, so don't take it for granted. Amen. Let's be serious with it. Especially those of us in the universities and those of you who are going to go to school, you have to take precautionary measures. Don't share things together. Make sure you are using your own nose mask. Some of you can say, can you borrow me your nose mask? Nose mask is not borrowed. And so let's take note. Hallelujah. And uh, your life is precious to God and to Ghana. Hallelujah. Uh, who knows that the next president of Ghana is sitting right here with us. So we need you alive. Hallelujah. This morning, would you project the yearly declaration for us? The fruitfulness declaration. And let's say it before I share the word of God with you briefly. Can we please be upstanding? Let's be upstanding, please. And I, I want you to say with meaning uh, and with vigor. Let's say it together. The eternal God is our refuge. Uh -huh. He 
He opens rivers in desolate heights. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord God is my sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Therefore, I delight myself in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall be fresh and flourishing. Do you understand? Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. In other words, if you are planted in the house of the Lord, you would flourish. Hallelujah. And you look fresh. Hallelujah. I pray that even in your 70s, you look the same as you are. Uh, somebody didn't understand what I'm saying. I say in your 70s, you look the same as you are today. Is somebody ready to receive it? Say, I receive it. God. Though the earth be shaking, say it with me. He said, Though the earth is shaking, the name of the Lord is my strong tower. By faith, I affirm that in Christ alone is my salvation. In Him I live and move and have my being. It is written. The righteous are like a tree planted by the waters, bearing fruit in its season. So I boldly declare that this year, 2021, as for me, my God has made me exceedingly fruitful. Say exceedingly fruitful. Say in this season, my spirit bears fruit of righteousness. My talent make way for me. I pray that your talent will make way for you. In the name of Jesus. With my hands, I will plant. With my hands, I will build. With my hands, I will harvest. In Jesus' name. Say day by day, I will harvest. Day by day, I will plant. Day by day, step by step. In Jesus' name. And somebody shout a big amen. Would you put your hands together as you take your seat? God bless you. This year, your hand will plant. This year, your hand will harvest. Hallelujah. God will cause a stirring in your life. And whatever you plant, you will harvest it. Nobody will come and eat that which you have planted. Sometimes you do a lot of things. Huh? You work hard. And you're expecting that something good come out of it. But all of a sudden, then some wind blow. And everything just crumbled down. But I know that 2021, the harvest, the, plant, the planting you have made, the planting you have done, nobody can take it away from you. I said that nobody can take it away from you. Your hand will harvest it. 
and you will eat the fruit thereof because you are a child of God. Give the Lord a clap offering. Last week, I want to go quickly. Okay, let me give you the opportunity. If you have your first fruit you want to bring before the Lord, we will give you the opportunity to bring before the Lord. Uh, otherwise, when we close, you can see the decks and then you make whatever payment necessary. Hallelujah. And I wanted to encourage you that this year, one of the areas you have to begin to trust God and to work out in your life is in the area of your giving. Hallelujah. I want you to not just look at yourself and say, I don't have the money, I'm not working. But I want to, I want to encourage all of us. Let us go beyond our means. And I believe God will bless us. Hallelujah. God is, a, is the one, he loves a cheerful giver. That's what the scripture says. That he loves a cheerful giver. And when you give, he opens the windows of heaven and pour his blessings upon you. Hallelujah. So in this church, we are not, we, we do not normally, you know, coerce you to be doing this and begin. No, no, we don't do that. But we trust that the understanding you have will cause you to give bountifully to the Lord. Hallelujah. Said my understanding will cause me to give bountifully to the Lord. So that is my prayer, that when you understand the word of God, you don't need the pastor or somebody else to come here and say, bring 10,000 and then you bring 10,000. But if you understand what God has done for you when you are coming on a Sunday, you don't just come and you take one CD and bring to the Lord. When you are coming, you pray, Lord, this morning, this is what I want to bring before you. I'm praying on my seed. So by the time you even step here, you know the prayer you, are, you have prayed to God. So it's between you and God. And so when you come and you sow that seed, it's an intentional seed you have sown. It's not given haphazardly. Hallelujah. And forgive me for this big brothel. Hallelujah. You are not giving out of your random, out of your necessity. You are giving because it is an intentional giving. Hallelujah. And this morning, I know somebody will give an intentional offering. Tell your neighbor, give an intentional offering. See, when it comes to money, then you... <laughs> Say, give an intentional offering. Say, if you, if you didn't prepare, begin to prepare now and give an intentional offering. Hallelujah. Last week, we look at Jesus as the vine and I did mention Jesus as the vine. That's the subject. Jesus is the vine. Jesus is the vine. And last week I did mention certain points here which I want to reiterate. It's the same. I'm continuing what I did last week and finish it today. I did mention that if you read the scripture in John chapter 15. Would you please project for us? Kindly project for us. In John, Jesus tells us that I am the true vine. Listen carefully. Jesus says he is the true vine. And my father is the vine dresser. In other words, I said last week that there is a possibility that there will be a false vine. 
You see, words are not just used for the sake of putting them there. Every word that we use in the Bible, or every word that any man alters, has meaning. So by the time Jesus is saying, I am the true vine, then it means that there is that possibility that there will be a false vine. Now, who are the false vines? The false vines are the people who are truncating that which must be done in the right way. The false vines are the false prophets that are in the word, preaching false hope and false messages. Those are the false vines. But the true vine is Christ who brings hope to us, even when we are hopeless. That is a true vine. So Jesus affirms his identity to us and tells us that he, Jesus, is the true vine and his father is the gardener. His father is the gardener. No two ways about it. And now if Jesus is the vine and his father is the gardener, then he tells us, go on for us, he tells us in the preceding verse, the next verse, he says, Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he proves that it may bear more fruit. So, in other words, if I remain in him, I have a tendency of producing more fruit. But if I don't remain in him, then there is a possibility I will not bear any fruit at all. That's what Jesus is telling us. So last week we looked at it that if you look at verse 5, go to verse 5, let me show you something and then we move on. Verse 5, we'll come back again. Verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. And this year, that is what I want you to look at carefully in your life. For without Jesus, you can't do anything. Hallelujah. For without Jesus, we cannot do anything this year. The life we are living is centered on Jesus. It's surrounded around him. If we lose Jesus in our life this year, we can do nothing. Praise the Lord. And so last week I mentioned that Jesus must be the center of our life. And we are not at the center of our life. Hallelujah. So you are not at the center of your life. Jesus is the center of your life. Hallelujah. And that is why you have to begin. This is something you have to practice. It is something you have to consciously develop yourself to understand in your life as a believer that Jesus Christ is at the center of of my life. Hallelujah. So if Jesus is at the center of my life, then I can do all things through him. Hallelujah. Because without him, I cannot do anything. Hallelujah. So if it is marriage I'm looking for this year, without Jesus, I cannot have the gates of my marriage open. But with Jesus, that gate will be open unto me. Hallelujah. And that is what we must understand. That Jesus must be at the center for our life. And then we say that 
to also be in the vine or abide in him simply means that it is something we call reciprocal. In other words, it is a give and take relationship. That is why he says, if you abide in me, I will do what? Abide in you. Simple. If I, you abide in me, I will also abide in you. So Jesus is looking for you to abide in him. And if you abide in him, then he's also going to abide in you. And if Jesus is abiding in you and you are abiding in Jesus, this relationship is an everlasting relationship. This relationship will go far. I said this relationship will go far. If you abide in the Lord and he abides in you, the relationship will go far. It is not a relationship that can be cut off. Hallelujah. It's not a relationship that the next day he will come and say, I don't want to be your friend. It will be an everlasting relationship. And I think that is what we must look for. Hallelujah. Look for an everlasting relationship with the Lord. But abiding also means that to abide in him means to live in him. To abide means to live in Jesus. To abide simply means to have residence in Jesus. To abide simply means to stay in Jesus. So my resident must be in Jesus. My everything must be in Jesus. I live in him. And that is why our declaration, in him we do what? In him we do what? We live in him, we do what? In him, we do what? We have our being. So my being in life is in him. In him, I wake up in the morning on Monday and go to work. In him, I move around in town. In him, I do everything. In him, Jesus. In him, that I do everything. So it is in Jesus Christ that I have my being. My very existence does not depend on me. My very existence depends on Jesus. Hallelujah. My very existence does not depend on me. And let nobody tell you that your very existence depends on yourself. Nobody can create himself or herself. We were created by a maker. We were made by a maker. We, were, we exist because he caused us to exist. Hallelujah. So my very existence depends on who? Jesus. Let's say it together. My very existence depends on the Lord. My very existence depends on the Lord. Now, the next thing he talks about, and I share three things with you. The first thing is the principle of abiding, and that is what I'm Retreating again for you because we did it last week. The principle of abiding is that one, abiding means I live in him, I stay in him, I have my resident in him. Jesus is at the center of my life. The next one, before I move to the second point, is that when I abide in the Lord, abiding in the Lord produces much fruit, but not abiding does not produce any fruit. When I abide in the Lord, I will produce much fruit. I will produce more fruit. When you are abiding in the Lord, 
Isn't it so beautiful? I want to show you how it will, it will look like. I don't know whether you have ever been to a village before and you have planted menkeni kokoyame and, and, and maybe in a, by the riverside and you know, the, you go and the that everything is flourishing, everything is nice, and you enter your garden and you see tomatoes flourishing, you see pepper coming up, you see everything nice in the garden. How do you feel when you see it? Very happy, joyful. And that is why he says, if you abide in him, he will give you the ability to produce fruit. If you abide in the Lord, he will give you the ability to produce fruit. In other words, if you abide in him, if it was anger that was your problem, God will give you a substitute for anger. Mm. You didn't hear what I said. If it was anger, God will give you a substitute for anger. Because you are going to bear much fruit. And if you abide in him, if you were selling tomato on a, on, on a, on, on a table, God is going to cause a stirring that you no longer will sell tomato on a, on a table, God will move the tomato to a store. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. I said God will move the tomato to a store. And if you are abiding in him, it simply means that if you are a student and your grades are D and D pluses and C pluses and, and the staff and the yeast, God will cause you not to just get a D plus. He will cause you to get an A plus because you are abiding in him. And when you are abiding in him, you bear more fruit. And so the fruit of your labor is that God will bring good results. But not abiding in him means that you will not be able to attain the results you are looking for. And that is why it is important that you and I abide in him. Say, I would abide in the Lord. Say, I will live in the Lord. I will live in the Lord. My residence will be in the Lord. Hallelujah. The second point which I want to raise with you. It's what I call the practice of abiding. Let's say it together. The practice of abiding. The practice of abiding. Now, what is the practice of abiding? Let's quickly go to John chapter 8 verse 31. In John chapter 8 verse 31, Jesus makes a profound statement. And this is what he says. He says, to the Jews who believe, to the Jews who believe, if they will continue to accept and to believe in me. Let's read together. Let's read. He said, then Jesus said to those Jews who believe in him. If you abide in my, in my, shout it, in my. Oh no, you, you are not saying, say word. If you abide, oh, shout it loud. If you abide. In my word, if you abide in my word, what is he saying? You are my disciples indeed. Now, the Bible is clear. What makes a person a disciple? Abiding in the word of the Lord. You see, and that is why I said this year we are seeking knowledge and not the jargons. And not the gymnastics. Because you see, in Ghana, in Africa, I've realized that people are not grounded in the word of the Lord. We love jargons. 
we love the gymnastics. And so when we go to church and the gymnastics are done, that is what we love. But gymnastics has a level at which it will take you. But knowledge is a force to reckon. That is why the people who lack knowledge perish. And that is why if you lack knowledge, you can do the worst. But if you have knowledge, you'll be exemptional. You'll be, you'll be excellent in everything you do. Hallelujah. So this year, you have to seek knowledge. A disciple who is a follower of Jesus is not just somebody who prays. Is that what the word of God is saying? Prayer counts. It does a lot of work. And I'm trying to bring this to you at this point because, you see, most times, some of us think that by praying more brings the breakthrough. Good. Prayer does the work. But prayer alone doesn't do all the work. It has its part to play in the life of the believer. Again, some of you think that by going to prayer camps, you go there and spend, somebody leave their work, go and spend five months at a prayer camp praying for God to give him or her a visa to travel. Oh, you don't know people do that. A lot of people do that. A lot of people go to places to pray for a visa to travel. You know, I've seen somebody who has never had a passport in her life. And yet, when they said they should pray for what God should do for them, the first prayer was praying that, Lord, I want to travel. And I asked myself, do you have a passport? He said, no, I don't have a passport. I said, then, so how are you going to travel? You know, a lot of people have some perception in life. And some of you also believe that by praying too much will give you the resource to everything in life. Now, most of you, the prayers you are praying are not effective prayers. They are not what I call the favorite prayer of the righteous. <laughs> Some of you, the prayers you've been praying is ro robotic prayer. You know what robotic prayer is? How to control robots. You know, when you have a remote control and you press on the TV, channel A. Then when you don't like channel A, you press it and channel B comes. That's what you do. You think God is a rubber stamp, a remote control. So, you just hold the control. God, today, I need a car. Tomorrow, you not pray about car. God, today, I need a dress. So, that's the prayer we pray. And that is a dangerous prayer. And th the reason God doesn't answer most of our prayers is because we are not praying the right way. Praise God. And so, for me, this year, this is important. Jesus said to the Jews, not the unbelievers, very qualified here, those who do what? Believed. To those who believed, Jews who believed, to you who believed, this is what he's saying. That if you abide, all this what we've been saying, abide, 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 abide in the vine. But it, it's some way. How, Pastor, how can I abide in the vine? What should I do to abide in the vine? I mean, how can I go into the tree and enter into the tree? How can I do it? Then Jesus now specified to us. If you abide in my 
word. If you abide in my word, then you are my disciples indeed. Hallelujah. If you abide in my word, and therefore the practice of abiding is that we make space for God's word to dwell inside of us. That's the, that is the practice of abiding. The practice of abiding simply means that you and I make way for God's word to dwell inside of us. Let's say it together. The practice of abiding is to make way or to make space in my heart for God's word to dwell in me. Hallelujah. So the practice of abiding, all this while we've been talking abide, abide. The practice of abiding simply means make way in your heart for Jesus. Let the word of God dwell inside you. How do I allow the word of God to dwell inside me? And that is what you must be doing this year. By reading the Bible. You have to read. Read the Bible daily. Spend time to read the Bible. This year, cultivate the habit of reading the Bible. Hallelujah. You have to read. For some of you, the only time you open your scriptures is when you come to church on Sunday. Tomorrow, Monday, is a busy day. Everybody will wake up at 4 o'clock. And get ready to go to the work that will give you stress. And you are happy. Because the job is going to give you stress. Yet you are waking at 4 o'clock. And getting ready because you also want to be the traffic of Accra. You get to work. And it's business as usual. Your life is just the same ordinary life. But this year, if you and I, and I've, I've told myself, even myself, I've vowed that this year I will limit the amount of time I watch television. Yes. Because look, if we don't do that, we cannot grow in the Lord. I'm telling you. If we don't limit the things we do in our life that obstruct us for the word of God abiding in us, we cannot grow. So this year, you limit television. Limit the amount of time you spend watching television. Limit it. It doesn't help. If you watch television five hours in a day, then you are, you are, you are a disaster awaiting for your arrival. Yes. Because if you spend five hours watching television, then it means that you cannot be productive in anything you do. So this year, yesterday I was telling my children that from Monday, they will not watch television in the house again. They would only watch television on Saturday and Sunday, even if when I'm in, I'm in, a, I'm in a good mood. And they were their face turn round because they love the telly. I said, but we have to. I have to train you. Because if you don't do it, and you keep to your books and read, the more you read, the more 
you get the information, the more robust you become, the more confidence you become. So whenever there is anything that you are going to do, you are not afraid because you know the preparation level you put in. Hallelujah. And that is what this year we must do. Abiding in the word means that you must read the word of the Lord. So this year, every member, every child, every young man here must make it a priority to read the word of God. Said, so I will make a priority of my life to read the word of the Lord. Again, you must memorize the word of God. Memorize it. Some of us cannot memorize the word of God. In fact, if I'm to do a debate here right now and pick you right now, I don't think some of you can give me 10 quotations up front. Uh, can, can I try? Are you sure? Those of you who are saying yes, I, can't, I will come on you. <laughs> you know, and some of you don't memorize the word of God. But this year, make it a priority to do what? Memorize the word of God. Memorize it. And so this one, we're going to do a one scripture memorization. Eh? We'll do one scripture memorization. We need to. It should be part of our life. So that even when you go out in the morning, when you are going to work in the morning, and I encourage you that spend time in the morning to take one word and memorize that phrase. And then just whilst you are in the car, be pondering over that word of God. Be praying over that word of God. And you create an ambience around you. And it's a good ambience for the day. Hallelujah. Instead of you listening to all the chunks and the naughty things that they are being said on the radio. Limit it. Spend time to listen to good things. Hallelujah. And I think God will bless your life. Hallelujah. So... We must memorize the word of God. We must read the word of God. The last thing is that you must hear the word of God. Hallelujah. Now, if it's possible, most of the preaching I do on Sundays are recorded. You can get the, 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 uh, the link and then you download it. You plug it in your car or whatever you have, device you have. And then you'll be listening to it. Be listening to things that will help you. Hallelujah. So be hearing the word of God. Be hearing from Dr. Mensota. Be hearing from people outside. Be hearing from everybody. The word of God. And don't just tune your ear to radio stations that speak. Hmm? There are some stations that, they are, that what they goes on there doesn't help. So don't waste your time listening to those things. Hmm? But listen to the right places. Hallelujah. Good. Then the last thing. Now, abiding, the practice of abiding also simply means it is also reciprocal. Now, let me read the scriptures for you before we move on. Would you project 1 John 2 24? 1 John 2 24. And then I'll come to the next one. Abiding means that we must make space in our life. Now, therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. What did we hear from the beginning? The word of God. Eh? Therefore, let that abide in you which you heard from the beginning. If what you heard from the beginning abides in you, you also would abide in the Son and in the Father. Isn't it beautiful? If the word of God abides in you, 
And you do what? And you do what? And you also abide in him. Then it means that you are abiding in the son and you are abiding in the father. Hallelujah. May you abide in the son this year. And may you abide in the father this year. You know what that means? That means you have the embodiment of the Godfather himself in your life. And I told you that if you have the Godfather himself and Jesus in your life, you are more than a conqueror. You are more than victorious. Hallelujah. Then he says also in John 15, 7, go to John 15, 7. Let's read the scriptures. And then I come to abiding as reciprocal. John 15, 7. Are you there? Now, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, this is just the same as John 8, 31. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. Ah, I wish somebody would catch the, the understanding of what I'm saying here. Hey, my friend, you have to flow with me. Oh. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive it. Say, I believe it. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, whatsoever, in other words, the only way for your breakthrough, the substance of your breakthrough to come to you is to abide. And if I'm abiding in the Lord and not in false vine, if I'm abiding in the true vine, the Lord who is patient to act, the Lord whose ear is not too dull to hear, the Lord whose hand is not shutting to save, if I'm abiding in that God who is not a, a circuit or a shortcut God, the God who is patient to wait for two hours even more for a miracle to happen, and I'm still abiding in him, in other words, I just don't abide on Sunday. In other words, I don't just abide on Monday. In other words, I don't just abide on Tuesday. In other words, I don't just abide on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. I am always under his feet. And if I'm under his feet daily, step by step, if I'm always abiding, when even it is not raining upon me, I'm still abiding. When even things are rough, I am still abiding. When everything is coming to an end, I'm still abiding. When my leg is broken, I'm still abiding. When my waist is paining me, I'm still abiding. When I have headache, I am still abiding. When I have stomach pains, I'm still abiding. Whether I have job or I don't have a job, I'm still abiding. Whether I've eaten or I've not eaten in a day, I'm still abiding. Whether my results are bad or not, I'm still abiding. Whatever people say about me, I care less because I'm still abiding. Whether they will laugh at me and said, your time is passing, I'm still abiding. For I know the truth in abiding that my brother may have yesterday, somebody may have married yesterday, somebody might have married two years ago, 
Somebody may have had a job just even today. My job hasn't come. My marriage hasn't come. My children hasn't come. But that doesn't mean I should walk away from the vine who is Jesus Christ. I am still connected to the vine. I'm still close to the vine. He lives in me and I live in him. In him I move. In him I do everything. In him I have my very existence. And if God dwells in me and I in him and I abide not just on slogans, not just walking from one prophet to the other, hey, not just listening to anything, not just listening to the false news, not just waiting for a politician to put food on my table, not just believing in myself, but believing in the Lord, and I'm abiding in him, I'm still waiting on the Lord, I'm still connected to the tree, and I'm abiding in the Lord. The scripture said, the word which it is the word of God is what you must use for your life. The word of God says, the hand of the Lord is not shortened, that it cannot save. The word of God said, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. The word of the Lord says, let he who is sick claim healing for himself. The word of the Lord says, let the poor say I am a richer. I came to declare to somebody here that the desires of your heart shall come to pass because you are feeding on the word of God, because you are hearing the word of God, because you are obeying the word of God, because your steps is in the word of God. God is telling me to tell you this morning that when my word abide in you, whatsoever your heart desire, it shall be given unto you. I don't know what your heart desire this morning, but I came to tell somebody, God is bringing to pass in your life. God is bringing that marriage. I just want somebody who is anxious, who is crazy to receive from God, to get up on your knee and begin to intercede for your life. This year something must happen to you. This year some revival must take place in your life. Somebody must begin to intercede. Begin to intercede for your life. Begin to call the things that do not exist as though they were. Lift up your voice somebody. Wherever you are, wherever you can hear our voice, we are speaking the word of God. It is the word of truth. Begin to pray. Intercede for your life. That the words you hear, the words you hear, the words you obey, the words you hear, the word that dwells in your life will bear fruit, will bear much fruit. God will bring to pass whatever be the desire on my heart, God will cause it to pass. The word of God in me, if I abide in him, and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. Ah, it shall be done for you. Come on, lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. If the word 
my word abide in you. The desire of your heart shall be done. Lift up your voice, somebody. Lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Intercede tonight, this morning. Every desire on your heart. Every desire. Ah, he shall cause your desire to come through. He shall cause my marriage to come through. Take your project offering.